Good evening, all you gentlemen, mobsters, creeps, and crooks. Men in tights come after you, and still you're off the hook. For those who scare and terrorize, it's the dawn of a brand new day. You scum can simply call us the one and only birds of Welcome to issue number 211 of the Bad Kitty Funky Podcast. Oh! Yeah! Today we're going to be talking about the uh, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey movie. That's right. Not Birds of Prey and the movie. Harley Quinn. They changed the title. They changed it. No oh God. So it's on tonight's uh, episode. We got a uh, nice uh, bearded cast here for you guys. Nice and scruffy and gruffy. And, mm, it's all for you. The fantabulous booster, Greg. Fantabulous. What is this? No. It's now it's just booster greg the bad Katie funky podcast we retitled it we weren't getting enough people with the other fantabulous I wasn't this <laughs> so we would do it's, it's rebranded you're welcome titles with a colon in it titles with a colon hey hey get your colon checked hey. yep all right up next we got uh, tv's <laughs> casey it's a me it's true so on tonight's episode, everybody, uh, we're going to start off with uh, a brand new sneak peek of The Batman. That's right. Ah. The Batman, Matt Reeves' new movie. He dropped it <laughs> right before this episode started saying, hey, everybody, here's a sneak peek of Robert Pattinson. It's on Vimeo. Suit. Yeah, on Vimeo, where mm -hmm. all the artists are going to post their stuff. So in this, we have a, a low-tone music score from Michael Giancino, the uh, famous composer who's done Marvel movies, superhero movies, and the like. I'm glad that he's on board with this. Uh, there's a teeth that went out uh, where Michael Giancino said, yes, that's me, let's go. Well, he didn't say it verbatim. And uh, Matt Reeves, the director, was like, yep, can't wait for them to hear the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is, is, it, is is the whole thing the Imperial March? Because that's what it sounds like. <laughs> is it just Imagine? Danny Elfman's legendary or, or just 1989 to, uh, track? <laughs> it's just all his, his, his Star Trek stuff. That's what he's That's what about. it sounds like. <laughs> I was hearing these notes, and all of a sudden I was just like, this sounds a little too familiar to me. So, guys, you, you take a look at this uh, this footage and uh, some of the stills that came out. What do you think of the bat suit? I thought Daredevil Season 4 was coming out. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know Robert Pattinson was going to be Daredevil and Batman. They ben made Affleck a, must be crying. They made a big mistake coloring that whole thing in red. It should have oh, been man. It should have been black and white. Yeah. You think so? Absolutely. Mm, didn't they well, announce Ben Affleck as Batman in, in Monochrome, too? Like, the first yeah. still of him was yeah, in black, did, and yeah. black and white. Yeah, they did, yeah. It was black and white. Um... Yeah, they, yeah, but all red, just like okay, it's weird. and but you don't show the ears, so it's like, is he Daredevil? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what's <laughs> what's happening? He's also gearing up because he knows the DC movies aren't doing that great, so he's just Ooh. trying to get his audition <laughs> tape in there just in case, get that backup plan. Yeah, so that's mm. what I'm saying. Maybe you know what it is. Maybe they didn't decide on the ear length. Like, it's like, do we do the Jim Lee short stubby ears, or do we do the Neil Adams Jim Aparo? Real long, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, shark fins. 
He's got two shark fins stapled to his head. My head is like a shark's fin. Um, but uh, I, I think it's I think it's interesting that uh, his his the bat symbol on his chest. I think that's like a, like a bat utility because it looks like it might pop out. It'll pop out, it. yeah, yeah, like a battering or something. I hate I mean, it. It's like such it. a unique design. I hate I it so like it. much. I don't like it. It really? doesn't have a, like that. It doesn't have a like head. That. Where's the where's Where the, the ears? Which yeah. is why I think it, it, it clasps into something. It's if like uh, there's a center part that looks like like either a staff goes through there or that's where he puts his finger in to pop it out. I just don't. Like, it's not necessary. Like, like, again, it's one of those things where it's just like they changed it for the movie. It's like, why? Like, the the logo, it, his symbol is on his chest for a reason. And that's so bad guys will shoot at it so they don't shoot at right. his head. Like, that's more padded. So, like, I don't understand why they're just making it look, like, mechanical. Hey, what's Batman's most famous gadget? His utility... Bat symbol. Chest, chest. plate. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a belt. Where... Even insane in Batwoman, the suit is literal perfection. Oh. <laughs> Unlike that show, my boy Cam. Ah, oh. damn it, got it in there. Got well, it. Damn in. it, got it in there. Uh, but uh, yeah, like his 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 jawline looks looks very Batman esque. Eh. You know, you got your your square. Oh, come on, not no. even that. I don't. We'll give him that. I, he doesn't. Have I'll to give build. him the chin. I maybe I'll give him the chin, but like he just he died. Casey hit it right out of the park. He looks like fucking Daredevil. Yeah, he should have shaved. Mm. And also, um, his eyes look like sad. Well, yeah. it is Robert like there, there are people who, who turn up the contrast on, on the video uh, with stills, and you can see his eyes. And, like, his eyes look so sad. And so and they look huge, like, in the costume. But here, you can't see them I just on like, the video. So they look, it does look like a daredevil mask. I mean, it wouldn't be Batman without a little boo-hoo, my parents are dead. But, like, Batman's, like, eyebrows historically, even with the 70s Batman, has always been angular, <laughs> like, angry. Right? Yeah. Like, like every single iteration, Adam West, all the way up until Animated and Ben Affleck have always had, like, an anger to them. And now it's, like, a sadness to it, which is, like, kind of, for me, hitting a little too close to Twilight themes. Mm. We've, all... outgr- we've outgrown this, have we not? But, like, so here's the thing is, like, I Grab thought, let it go. I, yeah. thought I, mean, I was c- over it. I <laughs> thought I could let it go. And then that Oh, no. Happened. Isn't Robert Pattinson now a beloved indie darling? Like, he's no longer just I'm the sure. Twilight guy? I'm sure he is, but, like... Yeah, in, in certain circles, he is, because uh, when he was announced as Batman, that's what a lot of people on Twitter were, like, coming to his defense. Like, no, he's done. He's done great stuff. Check out this movie you never heard of, and this movie you never heard of. Oh, you sure? And it's like, okay, dude, is, is, is there also a beer I've never heard of? You want me to try, too? Yeah. Like, <laughs> He also does micro-brews. <laughs> nice. I'm not knocking his uh, acting performance at all or his skills or anything no, like that. Yeah. It's just for me, he's always he's always just going to be Edward until proven otherwise. Like I am not big into indie film, so like you know I go see all the movies for the show and then maybe a couple other here and there. But like that's pretty much all I have time for. And I'm sure he's great, but like they're not doing him any favors. If I'm assuming there are a lot of people that are thinking the way I'm kind of thinking in this. Where it's just like, oh, he's just Edward, right? And he's just going to be sad. Edward, he's going to go into the light. He's going to, his bat suit's going to glimmer like diamonds when he hits the light. And it's going to be all shit, right? Oh, come on. So this <laughs> is on. what this is what DC has to play against. So you really have to kind of go in the opposite direction. Not too aggressively, but you yeah. can't lean into the sadness part if he is stereotypically known as a sad vampire. You can't have him be a sad bat superhero. Batman broods. He's all about he's, the brood. He broods, but it's like a strategic like anger 
to it. It's you not. Gotta, like I know. Yeah, I, I know exactly what what Greg is saying. If 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 he comes in as Bruce Wayne and even Batman, and he starts like brooding too much, it's like, up oh, there goes the Twilight yeah. Kid. There he goes, uh, all mopey and, and, and stuff. He's he's in love with this, and they, and they give him a love interest. Up oh, oh, there you no. go. He's oh, just no. all mope. Like this is the same old, same old. We knew it. We yeah. all knew it. Minus score, minus score. But I, I see what you mean. So they have to like go against that and really make yeah. him maybe maybe not super charismatic, you know. But like so something like they have to really break away from that whole Twilight thing. Yeah. One thing I'll say about his bat suit, I do like how uh, I do like all the little pieces. How I like that too. It yeah. It's got the yeah, Arkham. Like, it's got the Arkham Asylum kind of pseudo armor. I, yes, I, I, I was I was just gonna say that because like when the camera like it kind of pans up to his shoulders you see the plates like, themselves move yeah and i really like that i was like yo let's go it, it is like like the arkham games I, yeah. I really like that i can't wait to see all of it and and his his cape kind of has like a collar to it too i find that part pretty interesting yeah 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 but but yeah casey i would love to see what kind of ears they go with like what do you think what do you think they're going to do i want long ears we i don't it's been a while since we've had a, a long-eared batman um and i don't think it like the ears are not something that I felt have made Batman's costume silly. Like the the argument could be made where you don't do the blue and gray bat suit with the yellow chest symbol because mm. it's kind of old and cartoony. Like you stick to the gray and black. Yeah. Um, but the the ears have always been kind of not. It's never really been a point of contention. Like normally it's the design of the symbol on the chest. Like everyone sees Ben Affleck's and they're like, "It's too fat. Why is the bat symbol so fat?" <laughs> and I'm like, "He's a, a thick man. He's boy. a he's a big boy." Hey, listen, Ben <laughs> Affleck's Batman. Say what you will, he 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 was large and in charge. Dude, that that was a beefy boy that'll put you through a wall, and he put some dudes through a wall. That's like that was one of those Batman's that I was like Ben Affleck, get the fuck out of here, like that's not gonna work. And then I watch it, and I actually liked Batflick much to Same. my surprise. Yeah. Like like he was obviously based off of Frank Miller's take on Batman with yeah. Dark Knight Returns because he's older. Uh, or Dark Knight, yeah, because he's older. Um, but like it was good. It was great. It was like almost right out of the comics. Had that grit to it which made a lot of sense and like in the beginning of batman v superman he was fucking terrifying like when you saw him yeah. from the perspective of the cops and he's moving that like, was dope. against yeah. the walls almost like a demon and i was like oh shit they're doing that and then they, they screwed it from there but yeah. but <laughs> they had it going and for me that like first impression of Batflick is what this uh movie has to work against so they can either play into the fear, the superheroics, or the detective story. I pray it's the detective aspect. Oh, I want detective Batman. And so if it's bad. the detective aspect of it, I'm gonna say for a suit, they're gonna go more with. They're not gonna have the purple gloves, but I think the ears are gonna more resemble what purple gloves had for Batman. Oh, the Ooh. the golden age Batman. I think they might go that route. That would be a That'd strange be choice. It'd be interesting, yeah. but it's it is like he's a younger Bruce Wayne. He's a lot smaller, which is also. I like, agree with you too. I do want to see that detective side of Batman more because that's that's the most intriguing yeah. like part of him. Like like yeah, he can kick him under anybody's ass, but like that's not what hooks you as a character, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, we want some substance, we want some meat and potatoes, and, and any iteration you see Batman where he's like a detective, the world's greatest detective. Like even when you play the Arkham games, you have to like slew through uh, certain parts of the game. The parts of the game where you're not beating up people and you're actually trying to be a detective, detective and find mode. Out, yeah, and yeah, detective mode. You're trying to find out certain things and you put pieces of the puzzle together. I personally love those so much than like the beat him up like oh, yeah. of the one, game, one of my favorite parts of arkham city was when you have to track the trajectory of bullets because deadshot's been killing people mm. and i'm just like yeah like all right this wasn't like i needed this 
You can only punch so many guys before you feel like, oh, you know, maybe this is I, not I really haven't seen like an game. intelligent person because like Christian Bale played in an OK Batman. Even he agreed it wasn't as good as uh, as Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck played like a tough Batman and a grizzled older uh, Bruce Wayne. We haven't really seen like a clever, clever girl, a clever <laughs> Batman on screen. So hopefully that's what they're playing in here. And if they do that angle, I think it would do really well with Robert Pattinson because if you, you know you dress this guy up in a nice suit and stuff, and you have him talk all smart talk oh, yeah. like a smart Batman, I think that will that will play really well but i'm really liking this test and it's so out of left field that matt reeves the director just dropped this this little screen he didn't have to no he didn't he was like you know what nothing's going on right now in the news people need some good stuff and also maybe 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 warner brothers was like listen harley quinn's kind of getting some better <clears throat> some better yeah we need uh matt reeves you got something can you can you drop come on man he's like i got something for you i got you bro here we go <laughs> Well, we're about to get into that in a hot minute. Yeah, because honestly, I think this is helping uh, DC because I'm seeing nothing but positive uh, messages on social media, Instagram and Twitter, all about like this little test right here. And people aren't relating it to Harley Quinn or whatnot. Because you know what? Anytime like uh, like the Star Wars Twitter account says something, they're like, fire Captain Kennedy. You know, like whatever divisive thing. On here, on all all the posts, it's just, wow, looks great. Or I can't wait for that. It's all like positive stuff. And I'm like, damn, look at all these people. Here we go. It's working. If if WB was like, hey man, Matt Reeves, can you put something out? We we can need we need some help here. We, we need some help. <laughs> the fall of Harley Quinn's wheel. Let's go. And I, he's like, yeah, I got you, bro. Here we go. I, I will say that this is the first thing from DC that I've seen in a while where I go, I don't hate it. I'm not I'm not in love with it, but I'm willing to keep an open mind about it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like I don't love it, but like it's fine like they're like like we're talking about there's some interesting choices the red which makes you scream daredevil like especially uh netflix only stopped making daredevil not too long ago so it's still kind of fresh everyone's brain they should have done it with like a blue hue i think that would have been more batmany not even monochrome just like a nice blue instead of a nice (laughs) a nice blue nice nice blue really (laughs) um like the eye, the eyebrows. I'm still not 100 percent sold on, and the bat symbol. I'm not really sold on. No, but the bat everything symbol else. Is, is such a huge thing because I mean, like, what's what's the deal behind that? It looks like a utility. I mean, the so, way it sits in his chest, yeah, it's, like it's and, meant and to I pop think, out, which is odd. Like, well, 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 what if it's something like a bat drone and he flies it around? Oh, like Spider Man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what if it's weird. Like that? Would you guys hate that? Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah, hundred percent. 100%. I'm thinking, I was thinking it could be, it's a little big for it, but I was thinking it's just like a backup batarang, just in case he runs out. He always has that extra one, and everyone just uh, Like figures, a spare tire, but with yeah, the batarang. Yeah, but like everyone just figures that it's just part of his costume, so like the bad guys never think to like take it kind of deal. That's actually 200 IQ. <laughs> just saying, big brain moment over here. True. But like, true. Like, like he hits something on his hand, and it pops out, and he can, if he's tied up, he can use it to like, yeah. and times so true. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, but if, if it's a drone, I'm gonna be so angry. I'm gonna be so angry. It folds out. He's got a little arc reactor in there. Or what if it's two? What if it's two batarangs? It, there's a rumor that it's uh, <laughs> it's made from the gun that killed his parents. Oh my god! Well, that was <laughs> that's that way was... too that's way too edgy for me. I can't do that. No, that was uh, Kevin Smith did that shit. What did he really? do? It was in one of the books where he. There's not a gun. It's it's something like Batman has a tool of some type that was me- made from metal that was melted from the gun that killed his parents. I don't remember oh, exactly God. what it was, but I was like, that's fucking stupid. That's the it is because because like as a kid he was so traumatized that he picked up the gun that was dropped by the bad guy and right? kept it right or or he found it later on or like what that's just that's crazy. Dude, imagine imagine like he finds it in like the black market and like 
as like Matches Malone or something like there's and this this like fucking con artist is like hey this gun did uh oh no it's the fucking guy from Resident Evil Four what are you buying oh this, <laughs> what are you buying <laughs> the merchant like, this gun oh this gun killed the Waynes and it's just some random gun he found in a gun true that's how he sells it oh you want this guy? Killed the every Wayans. single Very gun that price. this guy sells killed the Waynes <laughs> <Killed the Wayans. laughs> I just just melts it down this is also the gun that killed the flying Graysons I thought they died from falling yes but they were shot afterwards. <laughs> They don't tell you that because conspiracy. That's the fuck you don't get. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of stories we don't get, gentlemen, it is time to go to our main topic. And our main topic for this evening is the birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Now, do we have out to? There, can we just talk about Batman for an hour? All right, I just want to keep talking about Batman. It's a, let's just talk about Batman. Look, it's Batman. What are you doing, Batman? Sir, not appearing in this film. <laughs> oh, and for those who don't know, we're going into spoiler territory. If yes. you've seen the movie, stick around, listen to our gibble gabble about the uh, Birds of Prey. We have Thomas Emancipation of One Holly Quinn. If you have not seen the movie and you don't care to get it spoiled because you're like, you know what? Let's run with it. I'm not going to see it. Let's go. If you don't want to get spoiled, you've been warned. Spoilers, here it comes. All right. Hey. So, The Birds of Prey, The Metabolist Emancipation of One Harley Quinn stars Margot Robbie. Of course, she did such a great job in Suicide Squad as Harley Quinn. She embodies a character, live action. It's great. So, uh, this movie has a couple different stories. The overarching stories that Harley and the Joker broke up. They're done. Kaput. No more put in. No more Harley. So, she doesn't tell anybody at first because she has immunity inside the underbelly of Gotham City. Nobody will touch her because of Mr. J. Kind of has a protection going on in there. At the same time, there is a diamond that has some secret codes atomized in there that... The Bertinelli Diamond! The Bertinelli Diamond, diamond which gives you the keys to their fortune. This uh, well-known uh, mobster family in Gotham City that was gunned down in their prime, and the diamond was lost to the ages. Kind of like a national treasure kind of thing. You find yeah. the diamond, you get the codes, you get their treasure. We've got fi- to find the diamond. We've got, to, we've got to find the dogs in there. There's, there's numbers inside, and they're atomized. Wait, I'm stealing the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm just like, yeah, you are a Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> golden rule, whoever wins has gold, makes the rules. So, uh, everyone, so uh, Roman Sionis, a.k.a. Black Mask, who is the top gangster in the city at the time, wants to get this diamond so he can get even richer and get even more influence and be more unstoppable inside of Gotham City. And at the meantime, we have uh, Montoya, a hard-boiled cop out of the 80s who is trying to bust a case wide open on the Joker and Harley Quinn and all the bad guys of Gotham. But she keeps getting stopped along the way, but every uh, male superior in her... Uh, police department. So she's going after Harley Quinn. Brup, rewind, take it back. Brup, we got another story going on here. We've got Cassandra Kane, who's a little foster girl pickpocket, who picks pockets black mass right hand men. Zaz, Victor Zaz. Victor one of the, Zaz. Uh, one of the Batman villains. She picks pockets. Who's played by the guy from the Mindy Project? Oh, yes, yeah. dude, when I figured that out, I was like, holy crap, it is. <laughs> I was like, it can't be. But is it? Yeah, he but looks so familiar. I was like, wait a minute, it's hit. No way. He's doing and, such a good and Black Mask was played by the guy from the Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say the guy from <laughs> the, the train spotting. 
going back. True. Yeah, from the train spotting. The yeah. train spotting. From so we had that story going as well. So uh, you have a disaster. Goes with the pick the diamond with with Black Canary, and she gets pickpocketed by by Cassandra Kane, and then they go after to find her. But oh, let's rewind back. We have another character. We've got Black Canary, who's a uh, <laughs> she's a singer at the Black Mass Club. Uh, she keeps her head down, but when she's thrust into the service of Black Mass, she becomes his driver and his enforcer, and she tries to stick up for herself. Uh, and a whole bunch of stuff happens. So we have multiple stories going on in this movie. The overarching story is uh, Harley's getting over the Joker. She's thrown into this thing uh, with with uh, with Black Mask because the Joker's no longer with her. So he tries to go get her picked up. And then he's like, okay, I won't kill you if you go get that diamond. I'll find the diamond for you. Cassandra Kane's like, okay, I'm in the cop station. It's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy overall story. All right, this thing's all over the place because it's being, stole, being told from the perspective of Harley Quinn. And she has a scattered brain because she's crazy. So let's write this whole thing. All scatterbrain and stuff Literally like that. Literally the stupidest fucking thing ever. Yeah, let, let's let's write it out of order and, and stuff. Like a Quentin Tarantino or a Guy Ritchie movie, but not as good as a Guy Ritchie or a Quentin Tarantino movie. They could have fixed it in, in like one move, is that you just you start the movie with her raiding the police station. Yeah. And then yeah. you just have everything flow from there. Yeah. Exactly. You can have like one flashback, but they do a flashback within a flashback, and I'm like this is weirdly sloppy, but I can look past this. <laughs> it, it's it's so crazy. You have uh, you have all these characters coming together uh, towards the end of the movie to finally become the Birds of Prey. But make no mistake, this is the Harley Quinn movie, which they should have done in the first place. But, gentlemen, before getting into any negatives, uh, the overall story and the way this thing was put together, what did you guys think? I thought you said before we get into all the negatives. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> no, I, I got some. I, I really enjoyed this movie. What? Uh, yeah. Get out. I You're did. fired. Listen, I got a couple of minor gripes, but overall I think it's, you know, look, the plot is pretty basic, but the characters are all fun. All the acting is good. I don't think anybody really phones it in. It's great to see Rosie Perez on screen again. Um, I don't know. I, I went into this movie with the lowest of low bars because, you know, DC, it's always like, oh, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Could be a sandwich made out of shit. Could be a good sandwich. Yeah. But I was, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. I really was. I thought this movie was going to have probably a troubled production on its way to get here. Uh, the title definitely threw me for a ringer and most of the home audiences, I imagine. <laughs> but overall, I had a good time. Uh, it's not my least favorite DC movie. Yeah, well, that's, that's the nicest thing I could say about it. Again, low bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the the the, pre, the presentation of the story is scatterbrained and like, yeah, the scar, it's Harley, it's her thing, it's, but it's like, there's a good way to do it, and then there's the way they did it, and I guess kudos for them for trying to tell a story in a different way, but like, I have a like a like a maybe not like a hot take, but like let's say like a lukewarm take where maybe Harley Quinn, take. well, maybe Harley Quinn is not a leading character. True. That's my thought. That's but, uh, kind of like, like I, Margot Robbie does a great job as Harley. I'm not a fan of like the whole redesign from the classic costume, but I understand the evolution behind it. I understand the, the symbolism behind it. So I'm okay with it. It's just not my favorite. Yeah. But like, Hey, it's better if it's better than them trying to use something like the Arkham Asylum design where you just have a slutty nurse prancing yeah, around sure. the screen for two hours. Sure. But like, it's just maybe she's. I not. mean, I wouldn't mind that personally, but we're yeah, not, I don't. We're not gonna we're not gonna do that with 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 a female director and a female. It's writer. it's twenty twenty. We don't need that shit. <laughs> I think I'm also just just tired of Harley's breakup with the Joker as a, as a main story. We've gotten it three times in the past what five years. 
something like uh, that. So we've got sure. Harley Quinn cartoon. We already got her kind of breaking up with the Joker in Suicide Squad, and we got her again breaking up with the Joker in this movie. I mean, I'm I'm like I understand why it's a powerful story, but I don't need it that many times. And it's always the same thing. So like that's where I'm kind of like I'm kind of like over this. And the I think one of the the glaring things for me with the story isn't necessarily this the story of the movie itself, but it's the fact that it still takes place in this larger DC universe where we know. Ben Affleck is not coming back as Batman, although Batman is referenced numerous times. We know Jared Leto is not coming back as Joker. And they kind of try to like cover that up with just having like generic Joker drawings everywhere. They have they show the the Leto Joker from behind. Yeah. The... You, you can see that it's his frame, it's his oh, hair, yeah. but they don't use it. Like that would be if I was Jared, that'd be so insulting. Yeah. <laughs> if I was Jared Leto. Yeah. They just have like a body double scene because they need those scenes for continuity and for the storytelling, yeah. but they're like, we're done with this Jared Leto Joker kind of thing. It doesn't make any sense to me where the like this movie shouldn't exist. It, I'm with you on it, that. Or or just it's just like I have these conflicting feelings where if the DCEU was still the DCEU and things weren't mm. confirmed like what we're just talking about, I think I'd be more okay with it. I wouldn't have such a weird feeling about it, but it's just like, I feel like I'm on like a friend date with an ex and they're just like talking and I'm just like, this is weird. I don't, I don't know how I feel. That's kind of your relationship with DC comics as a whole. Right. Right now it is. Yeah. (laughs) Currently it is. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I mean, if we're, if we're just griping, um, I kind of just wish it was a Harley Quinn movie and didn't feature the birds of prey because I feel like you can't, have a genuine birds of prey without barbara gordon as oracle i agree I, this is either a harley quinn movie or a birds of prey movie not both yeah you, yeah the, the problem is i think they were rewarding margot robbie for the great job that she did uh on suicide squad because the wb seems to and certain studios seems to reward their their people who want to do stuff like like margot robbie's like all right i want to produce this thing i want to get it off the ground and in an interview she's talking about how she's been trying to get this thing made like for for a while like before deadpool came out and all other stuff yeah. and like she got together with uh with the writer on this and they're trying to get it going um, the problem I have is that in watching a lot of interviews with her and the director and the writer is that the, the studio kind of just let them do whatever they wanted, which is kind of how the title came about. Yeah. The Birds of Prey and the, the Fantabulous so, like, Adventures and One Holly Quinn. So so in one interview, uh, Margot Robbie said that she likes really long titles because she's the producer. She pitched a really long title. Like she references like an indie movie from like Sweden or something like yeah. that. She goes, oh yeah, I love long titles like that. In another interview, um, completely different outlet, there was uh, her writer and and uh, Margot were saying how, oh, that was a start off as a joke between us. And then they just didn't say no. And I'm like, that's not working out for you guys, but we're going to get into that later on. I like the title. I like the title. I don't have a problem with the title. I, I think the title, the, the, the title's, it's, it's so it's stupid. It's absolutely crazy. It, 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 it's, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's, it's a cute, it's very cute title, but like cute can only take you so far and it's, and it's a detriment. So if you want to go to this now, basically what's happening now is that like, like your average person doesn't know what the movie is because they see Birds of Prey and they don't read the rest of the title. Right. And where and when it's advertised, it's mostly Birds of Prey. So when people go to buy movie tickets, they're seeing Birds of Prey. Right. But they want to, but people, oh, here's what's happening. People are going in asking for the Harley, looking up at the theater or looking up on their phone in their favorite movie app, Fandango, Adam, whatever, whatnot, and not seeing Harley Quinn. Hmm. But birds of prey is right there, so they're not buying tickets because they can't find it. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. So, uh, so, so the movie theaters themselves insert apps themselves, and it's now changed on Google. It's now Harley Quinn, 
Birds of Prey. That's, that makes which goes that to makes show that the cute title just doesn't so, like, work. I, th- I get what they're doing. That creative wise, you want to go far out, but you got to realize that a, such a long title like that is is ridiculous. It, <laughs> you, it doesn't. You serve, ain't you ain't no Wes Anderson. You can't get away with that yeah, shit. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't really serve anything. I mean, it's a cute title. That's all it is. I mean, if you, you put it on a t-shirt, that's great. But, like, for movie-wise, it, it's it's ridiculous. I, you know I think I mean? that, like, like Marvel could Like, get it's not an indie that. movie. Like, you're making a movie with big characters, yeah, yeah. with well-known names. Like, put the well-known name out there, and they ended up doing it. Yeah. And there was even an official – I don't have it in front of me. There's an official thing from Warner Brothers, a rep, that said, like, uh, uh, theaters started changing it uh, as, um, as direction from someone inside of WB. And then now WB's like, yeah, we're – kind of like changing it so when google now when you search birds of prey it comes up harley quinn birds of prey yeah so it goes to show that the title is ridiculous i i think that like i don't think it's like the title is the least of my problems with this movie oh of Uh, course of course it 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 shouldn't exist because especially the fact that you have no batman you have no joker but you reference them and harley quinn i agree with you is not a leading character she's a side character every time she was good in the animated series is she was accompanied by someone but like so i i understand that like harley as a character has evolved since then and now she's like she for me is not a leading lady but she's no longer associated uh solely with the joker in my mind just because all the stuff that's come out but that being said, like it's kind of like Jay and Silent Bob for me. Like I like Jay and Silent Bob as characters. When Jay and Silent Bob are featured more in Kevin Smith movies, those tend to be the weaker of his critically of, of the critically acclaimed. I mean, it's, I mean, for me, I'm all, all I'm looking for is more continuity winks and and chocolate covered pretzel nods and stuff like that. That's all I'm really looking for. Yeah, which I'm probably gonna get. But kind of back to Birds of Prey, where it's like Harley Quinn is one of those characters where she's great in small to medium doses but like i don't want to see the world through her perspective yeah I, I just i'm sorry i don't and like i appreciate the struggle she's gone through and i appreciate that like her story for a lot of women out there is like resonates i like i would think very strongly and i think that kind of brings brings me to the next point where this movie is not for us it just is not for us. But the thing is, like, like who is it for is is my question as well, because it, it's rated R, so it's not for younger people, right. which which was also a detriment to why he did so bad at the box yeah. office. Because uh, you have those people like who, who can't see this movie because it's rated R. Like, they won't get let in. Yeah. As opposed to if you made it PG-13, you didn't have all the... All the like, you know, the swearing and stuff. You didn't have like the cocaine use, stuff like that. I think it might have done better because younger people would have went and saw this movie because it's it's sold as like a younger person's movie, right. right? You have the bright colors, you have the crazy antics. It's almost like, well, like I said before, like a YouTube video, yeah. like like Harley Quinn's making a YouTube video. Um, except that it's not like the, the story. I th- I think actually the overall story. I, th- I think I think I enjoyed it. No, I actually I actually not. actually enjoyed this movie. I thought it was I thought it was uh <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Um, and I was surprised too, because like uh, I, was, I was telling Greg off offline, I was like, "Yo, I was going to this movie thinking it was going to suck, but I was like psyching myself up like a football player. I was like, it's going to be good, going to be good, good movie, going to be good, good movie, going to be good, good movie. Let's go!'" Yeah. And when I sat down, I was like, "All right," I was like hyped up, and then I was actually enjoying it. Nope. Um, one, one thing I didn't like though is 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 like the scatterbrain, like non-linear storytelling. So like I said before, like like they're trying to copy a Tarantino yeah. and uh, Guy Ritchie style, but they're not really doing it because no. as a movie starts going, then they backtrack, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, wait." Wait, I want to see where that's going. Like, where, what are you? And doing? they don't, they don't do it in enough times where it's, it's that Guy Ritchie or Tarantino thing. They only do it the twice, and it's a little confusing. But I mean, once it, once the film picks up speed, it's like, it's like this is fine. But the team doesn't really assemble until like the end of the movie, and I'm like, 
Why again? Why is this called Birds of Prey? Uh, again, it, it should have just been a Harley Quinn movie. But it, it's almost as if like they didn't have uh, enough uh, confidence. They didn't believe, yeah, not enough confidence. They didn't believe in Harley Quinn enough to pull it on her own. So like we got her the Birds of Prey thing. Also, unsubstantiated rumor I heard. I heard that. Uh, well, Margot Robbie said that it's just a rumor that there was supposed to be uh, Gotham City Sirens. But I heard a rumor, unsubstantiated rumor around the internet that uh, it's Birds of Prey. Because they didn't want Harley Quinn to be upstaged by possibly more interesting characters such as Poison Ivy and Catwoman and other villains in the Batman uh, Rogues Gallery. So they're like, it's mm. got to be the Birds of Prey. But like, that's the thing is like, so what? They take other characters and they drag them through the mud and like make them these like bastardized versions of themselves. Which is what they did. Uh, what they I mean, did. I don't know about that. I, I thought the character Cassandra right. Kane. Besides Bro, Cassandra Cain. Like, okay, before we get okay. to that. Like, She's the only to... one. All the other ones yeah. are fine. Well, let's talk about some more stuff you like because I know we're going to get into uh, it. I actually like Black Canary. I like Black Canary a whole same, lot. I actually same. really... Like, I thought I was going to have a bigger problem with it because it's like, what, her name is Black Canary? Should she got to be played by a black woman? Like, that, that's a little... <laughs> like, I had like these kind of... Smollett Bell. But, but then, like, everything kind of started playing out and, like, she was actually really badass. And, like... Her scenes almost had like a black exploitation feel to them, which I really don't. Yes, oh, I was gonna they're say all, that. They're all kicks, yeah, kicks in those pants. Yeah, and like, and like every time, every time she was fighting her on screen, they had like the black exploitation, yeah. like like, like uh, music, like seventies type music. I'm like, that. I was sitting there like, this is bullshit. I, I liked it. I really, I like. I thought I was gonna it have the biggest totally problem with works. her character, and I did. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed it, and I liked. I liked her uh, the little nod to her powers when she's hitting that really high note and she just breaks that single glass and it yep. explodes. And it, I was like, I was "Oh, like, Oof, that's here we good. go!" Like that sh- that for me showed power and control, which was yeah. really neat. I love that they talk about the Black Canary legacy. That, that was even mom... that was amazing. Like, yeah. they didn't have to do that, and they did. That was no. awesome because like yeah. that's what like Dinah's mom was the first Black Canary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so talk about this. When so this movie, she's not Black Canary Canary. She's the daughter. She's like the next well, generation. So like, of Black Canary. she is Black Canary. So there are two generations of Black Canary. Black Canary is a legacy character, kind of like, like Wonder Woman. Kind of like what? Wonder Woman's a legacy character. Yeah. So 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 the one in the Justice League animated, which one's that? That's the daughter. The daughter. It's like, it's like, oh, yeah, that's the daughter. daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. so these are essentially the same character in the Justice League animated in this yes. one. Yes. Oh, as far okay. as we know, yes. Yeah. Well, also because she's on the Birds of Prey team, it's just. The daughter. Yeah, but also the, the only time you see the mother is in like the golden age. Yeah. When oh, she shit. was an active superhero, yeah. Yeah, it's always the daughter that is the love interest of Green Arrow. Mm. Yeah. And that's where kind of like the show Arrow gets a little murky because that's not the case. Because And they kill her off. <laughs> well, yeah, but then like there's well not just like her, because that's not even Dinah. There is no real Dinah. Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I, I did like the Black Canary. Uh, I like the yeah. Black Canary story arc more than anybody else 100%. in this. And, you know, I, and, and like her story is much more interesting than Harley Quinn. Like I said earlier, like she's just like this this singer in a lounge. Like she knows like who Black Mask is. Make no mistake. Yeah. Yeah. She knows this guy's big boss gangster. And he, he he's, a, he's a psychopath. And he has Victor Zazer, who's another psychopath. And she's singing there at the club. She's kind of protected because that's his little songbird, yeah. you know. Just sing, sing, sing. You make good money. You keep your head down. Yeah. You know, she doesn't make any trouble. No. Uh, but, when, but when she saves, uh, when Black Canary saves Harley in the alley, you got Black Mask. Like, oh, I thought she was just a pretty face with nice set of Lungs, yeah. but she can uh <laughs> she, I, think I found my new driver she's okay, got legs go. yeah <laughs> and then and then uh and then when he recruits her to be a new driver and then essentially her new henchman she's like oh damn it and then she's got to like make these choices and just like do the dirt but then towards the end of the movie i like how she has like a little redemption story where she's like no i gotta do the right thing this i can't 
I can't just just put my head down and just live in fear of this guy. Like, yeah. I got to step up. And I was like, damn, this is so much more interesting than Harley. Like, I mean, Mr. J or Dutch yeah. or everybody in Gotham wants to kill me. I'm like blowing up a chemical factory. Yeah, yeah which I love how it's like, oh, man, the Harley Quinn just updated her relationship status. She didn't think this out. And she's like, yeah, I didn't think it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought it was interesting, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, one thing I didn't like about Black Canary was that they really didn't showcase her power that much. Yeah, Only that, that, that small too, part yeah. when she was singing, the one, and towards the, the one end time. Of the but but then yeah, they show like, you why they don't showcase it that much too. Is that like she just passes out? Which which I thought was which I thought was a cheap cop out to explain yeah. why they don't have her using. I which I think wraps into that unsubstantiated rumor that Margot Robbie and Harley Quinn can't be overshadowed by anybody else who's more interesting. Okay, because here you go, this girl Black Canary has she actually has powers. Yeah. All right, she's a metahuman, she and she's a cool story, and she artist, looks cooler. And hero. she's a martial artist; like she can kick some ass. Like, ooh, that's such a cool character. Wait, wait, wait! We gotta dial her back, everybody. We're at writers' room. She can't be okay. She won't use her powers. We saved it. We saved Harley Quinn. All right, her image is saved. Okay, people won't like her more than that. Also, in this movie, they really kind of dial Harley back to make you like her. Did you notice that? No, she's kind of no. So, so she's still kind of like. Herself. Okay, so case in point, right? When she uh, when when she gets caught by Black Mask, because she's like, because uh, Victor Zaz says, oh, oh, Acme Chemicals got blown up. It was a Harley. It's kind of a fuck you to the Joker. Mm-hmm. And then and then Black Mask is like, oh, go pick her up. Go, go. And he goes and gets her, and she's like, oh, damn it, him too? All right, fine. Listen, all right, don't kill me. I'll get that diamond for you. I'm really good at finding things. I love that scene, by the way. Like, the way – the way Ewan McGregor does such a good job of Black Mask, I thought. I, I thought – so I went in – thinking that i was gonna hate his take because of what i heard like people were just like oh he's over the top he's like way too flamboyant and he's doing all this stuff and like there's really only one scene where he was i guess you would say like the portraying like the stereotypical like gay man and that was when he was trying to like um charm black canary I wouldn't even say he's a stereotype at all. I mean, he's just a he, he was he's a he's just a, it, an artsy guy. Right. So like, no, it's it's it's, de- it's definitely it's definitely like like stereotypical. So so when he when he when he shows her when he shows her like the the, the shrunken head. Oh yeah, it's to spend some time like in, in Ecuador yeah. with this guy. It's, oh, they're wonderfully pleasant. <laughs> it's like like look, they 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 they, they boil the heads and they're like are their enemies they're making of this thing. And now he's just like an ornament in my room. Ew. Yeah. And I'm like, but and like I'm like the ill thing. That's not necessary. That's like. That, that that's his add-on as to what he thinks queer i will say there are queer elements to it like and he definitely fronts like when he puts the gloves on and he like machos up yeah. like there's there's a little bit of that but i wouldn't i wouldn't or, say or, he's or, a stereotype or, 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 or when victor zas is peeling off faces and he he tells he tells her the little girl can go and she he's like "Ooh, is that a snot bubble ew no kill her too he's a germaphobe but like so here's the thing here's the thing with his portrayal he's, he's playing up a caricature of a gay person no, but i, I don't, don't think he is though he's that that part wasn't as flamboyant as you're like portraying it to be. Yeah, at least I didn't I read it. That it was. Way. I watched this movie twice. Y'all. Well, then what? That's that. Wait, really? That's your mistake then. But <laughs> <laughs> but like for me, when he is talking to Dinah and that trunk head, yes, absolutely, he's being Jack from Will and Grace, hundred percent. Like he's just that True. that, like, which is like really fucking funny that no one's mad at that portrayal, but they're kind of mad at this portrayal, even though it only really happens for like three minutes of a two hour movie. But anyways, um, he does – he puts on an act. He's, he is a con man, right? So he his demeanor ma- or changes depending on the situation he's in to better suit him and to what he thinks is getting the upper hand. So with Dinah, he acts kind of like, you know, like the gay best friend and the stereotypical just like Jack character, I guess I'll call it. And then when she's gone, he like snaps out of it and when he talks to Victor, he does not talk that way. 
Also, I might add, it's not super obvious that he is gay in this. And that was the big yeah. thing. Like, yeah, that, sure, that, that, there's probably they, they, something they do, going yeah. on with Victor in, in him, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's a homosexual man. He could be pansexual. He could be, like, any one of the other kind of sexual identities that one man can have. What Just we saying. do know is that he really hates women. He... It, yeah. It's even listed as one of like uh, when Holly Crew is talking about, oh yeah, and this is uh, uh, a Roman cyanus or a black mask, and he wants to kill me for a number of reasons, and one of them is has she has a vagina. Yeah. Yeah. And also, <laughs> like, Vern oh. voted for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> that was a That's good. I love, so I love the the little like cutaway yeah. that. You know, they had yeah. that sort of thing in Suicide Squad, and it's very Deadpool-esque, but just that overlay that has, you know, the the, the grievances. Also, that, that was also great. very Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy-esque. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I, th I thought he, Ewan McGregor did a really good job. He, he had a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had so much fun doing that. And uh, and there was, a whole, there was a whole cast interview I saw where they were all pointing to him, and they're just like, yo, like, you were you were good at times. And the guy who played uh, Victor's ass, he was talking about how when they were doing their scenes together, there were certain scenes where, like, he was like, he's like, you were, like, terrifying. You were, like, really terrifying. Yeah. really good. Like, the scene where, in the club where he's talking to the girl who's laughing. He's like, who's, is she laughing at me? What is she laughing at? And Victor's ass like, yeah, she's laughing at you. Well, like, <laughs> and he walks over, and he's like, what's so funny, Melissa? And he's like, I was like, get up on the table. Get up on the table. it's like, oh, shit. Undress. <laughs> Cut the dress off her. Dance, all the dress is hideous. Cut it off. Cut it off. You, cut it off her. Get so up like, there. What? And the way he delivers it, it's like, yo. That was, that was a great scene. When I was watching he it. He was terrifying. It made me kind of wish that Ewan McGregor was the Joker. Yeah. yeah, Yo. <laughs> yes, I had that epiphany in the theater. I was like, damn, he make, if you put on the makeup, yep. he would be a good Joker. 100%. He would be amazing. Yeah, he almost has it. Like, like imagine how he looked like there, all clean yeah. stuff. We want his hair, but just cut it green. Yep. You know, paint, paint it green. Put the white face paste on him. Like he'd be good, be really it's, good. It's, it's shades of the Jack Nicholson Joker. Like you could see him prancing around, ruining an art gallery. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yes. like, like, I can see him being super goofy and over the top, and then all of a sudden, just like just he did in that bar scene, just like on a dime to switch something really pisses him off. And then you see like the real psychosis kind of kick in, and you're just like, oh god, yeah. Like, that's yeah. what you need in the Joker. It's 100% what you need. And I feel like Joaquin Phoenix did that. Although, granted, like, he does a lot of problematic things with this movie. But, like, his portrayal was, was that. Like, we saw it happen. Yeah. Um, even Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was like that, too. Like, that's what you need for a Joker. You need someone who's going to make you laugh. Think about why you laughed and how disturbing it is. And then while you're thinking about that, he snaps into a completely different mode. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. What had just happened. Yeah, so what do you guys think about about the other uh, uh, characters in the cast that played him? Because I think that uh, Journey Smollett, who played uh, Black Canary, I thought she stood Amazing. out the most. I thought yeah, she was great. really good. Yeah. But yeah, what do you guys think of the other cast and the characters? I love Huntress in this movie. Don't say that. Really? It's the biggest really? disappointment of this movie besides uh, Cassandra Cain for me. No, Cassandra Cain is far and away the okay, biggest yeah. disappointment. So, yeah, 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 yeah. She's such a tryhard in this movie. I hate that, and I, I just... I, I really I kind of love I it because she's she's obviously new to the game and and you know listen you and I have both watched Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. It's you can tell that there's early shades of the character that she will grow to be in there but like, that she's I don't want that. led by vengeance. This this is what I wanted in my mind. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the next Sigourney Weaver in terms of action. In my mind, oh wow, she has done very little to prove that to me other than Cloverfield Lane. And when I saw this movie, and I saw, or I saw like the that movie fucking which ruled. Is, though. That fucking movie amazing. was amazing. I love yeah, that, but movie. like, 
when I saw her, she was playing Huntress, I was like, oh, man, like I'm going to get that like action star Mary Elizabeth Winstead that I've been wanting this whole time. And I was so not hyped quite. up. <laughs> and then she's sitting there. She's like fucking being Michael Sarah, And I'm like, you're not Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> you're supposed uh, to be Michael the other Sarah. character. I'm dead, Ramona. Fucking, I was, I was so upset about that. Yeah, because uh, the, the the story of Huntress, even the story they put in here, is really interesting. Uh, you that know, was the on whole, the money. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole the yeah. whole crime family and like they got murdered while she was a kid. The uh, the, the the assassin let her go and she went off to, to be trained. She somewhere goes else. through a little Batman montage. Yep, she goes through a Batman montage. Mm-hmm. She develops her skills. Uh, they, they obviously leave out the part where she was inspired by Batman to you know make her costume and do other things and stuff like that, which I thought was was kind of a bummer. But at the same time, like it kind of explains why her costume isn't the costume from the comic or from you know anyone everybody who's seen the animated uh, series yeah, yeah. and you even see no one Justice has League. a costume in this movie until the last five minutes yeah i mean you could argue harley quinn is the only one who really has costumes not a costume just cool i mean clothes. just fun out and it was so funny because i was watching an interview like i watched so many interviews uh where margot robbie was like oh we have such a great like a uh, costume designer because uh, there was there was uh, an interviewer was like oh talk about the costumes oh we, we had so much fun it was great it's like that's what i thought like yeah. that's what i thought when i looked at these uh, at what they're wearing they're not costumes they're just fun clothes and that's yeah. what i thought i was like they had fun making fun clothes for women which is fine and it looks very stylish everybody in this movie looks stylish yeah don't get me wrong yeah there's a, bunch, there's a bunch of bad looking women in this movie with some bad looking clothes bad, oh, bad yeah. isn't good everybody yeah. you know and i was like oh i like what's what's going on like i, I do like harley's like gold jumpsuit kind of thing i thought i thought I thought that outfit had what the kids call drip it looked really dope but <laughs> 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 well, the kids called dope it looked really good they, she, she 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 turned up it was lit <laughs> i was just gonna say it's lit as fuck <laughs> her outfit was lit she hit it it was great as the other kids also say it slapped. There we go. Um, but but it wasn't a costume. Yeah. Same same thing with 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 Huntress. Like Huntress, yeah. I think has a really cool costume. You know, and of course we're gonna get to Cassandra Kane. Uh, but Huntress has a really really cool costume. She kicks so much ass. Like I loved. I grew up. Like I, I grew up with the, the Justice League animated cartoon and Justice League Unlimited. And, and 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 if you watch, and if you just 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 anybody, just YouTube Huntress Justice League. Watch how much she kicks ass. Look, look at her character. She's a leader. She she doesn't take it. She's not this character at all in the movie. Which is I don't what know. I thought, no, I, she, thought, I thought it was a huge miss. So. It was no. a huge miss. Because because he, here's miss. the thing with this whole squad, right? She's like a prototype. Version. Like, it's just early. No, no, I, I hate that because it's like, like, okay, how many times have we seen in a movie where a superhero needs to become what they're meant to yeah. be? Why can't it just be what they are? You know what I mean? Like, That's like, fair. Like, like, like Watchmen, like the, those motherfuckers were what they yeah. were. Like we didn't start off like Rorschach with, oh, how did he come to be? Or, or the Silk Spectre. Oh, I mean, they showed kind of her origin. You but, do get it. You get but, that. You, you, you do get it. But but they started off kicking ass, dude. They started off kicking yeah. ass and they kept kicking ass and they didn't harp on like, oh, I got to get to where I'm going. No, like we didn't have time for that in that movie because that movie had so many things in it. And when you saw Six Spectre and the like that prison scene where they're all kicking ass, it's like just do that. So in this one, the Huntress maybe might come up for words. Oh, this is her beginnings, but at the same yeah, time, it's like it. let's just get there. Yeah. That's what we need to do. Meanwhile, in Marvel Land, we have the costumes, we have the action, we have all that stuff. We got there. You know what I mean? DC needs to catch up, and they're trying to play the catch up game. So why waste time getting your character there? Put her in the costume. Make her kick ass. Make her a leader instead of this, like Greg said, of Michael Sarah, just kind of like an awkward. Like, a- I don't have anger issues. Yeah. Oh, well, I think I'm, I'm I'm in a situation where I kind of don't care. I'm kind of gonna leave now. Like I'm 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 not the arrow killer. I'm not the boat. Uh, it's 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 a crossbow. Not not a not a yeah, not, not, not a bow. I'm not 12 years old. It was so weird. And I awkward. love that she just takes it way too seriously no. more than anybody else. I, I hated it too because because just like uh, Greg said with uh, with 10 Cloverfield Lane, she was so good in that, yeah. and that's what shows when you have a great 
great writer, great writer, and you have great direction, which lacked in this movie, you can do amazing things with amazing actors. And here, Mary Elizabeth said she she didn't shine. She didn't shine at all because like I'm I'm fine with her being goofy, like as an actress, like she could definitely pull it off. We saw that. But oh, I think if, if she was a different character, not the Huntress, I think we would have bought it. Like, if she was Batgirl, Barbara Gordon Batgirl, just starting off, would have bought that. 100%. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, you're going to throw your boomerangs? They're batarangs, not boomerangs. Like, like shit like that, right? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. by the way, I just want to throw this in there real quick. Nice nod to Suicide Squad with the fucking Captain Boomerang picture. Oh, yeah. I know that I know guy. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I like that. I felt me still made me feel weird, but I like that. But anyways, like yeah. I, I would have yeah. liked. I think Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as a different character, like either Huntress serious, or like Batgirl or someone else a little goofy, and like how she's just just kind of starting out. That yeah. would have been great, I think. But like, I don't know. It was it was a Huntress was a miss for me. I love that there's sort of a cruel irony in that, you know, you look at the comics and DC is like, our superheroes are fucking super. And Marvel is like, our guys are a lot more down to earth. But then when you look at the films, Marvel's doing all the crazy cosmic shit. (laughs) And DC is like, all right, we're keeping, we're, they're wearing street clothes. They're, they're fighting people. They're not doing any like fancy ass flip kicks, but they're kicking ass anyway. Yeah, and I'm like, all right. they're, they're wearing street. That's what it is. They, 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 they cast in the direction. They made fun street clothes for yeah. them to wear. Like they're like, oh, but it's it's like they want to make their own movie, but they're using iconic character names and property. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 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 yeah. Victor Zaz. Remember, I remember facing that mother in in the Arkham games, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. It was it was it was fun, and I was like, oh, this guy's crazy. He's cool. And even in the animated series, and he's just like this henchman to to Black Mask. Yeah. And even Black Mask wasn't as sinister as I mean, he was, but he wasn't as sinister as he was like in the games or or in the TV right. show because but, like he he himself is a di- like he himself would cut the faces off. He himself would, but in here, like he's like he's like a germaphobe. He's like, I don't get my hamster. That's why I wear gloves all the time. But he himself is a di- Diabolical, I can, like maybe yeah, who for, thrives on making people hurt. He loves inflicting pain, and here it's just like, yeah, cut their faces off while they eat popcorn. It's I can for, like, I can uh... forgive the the changes to Black Mask because you know you look at all of Batman's villains and it's like, oh, everybody's got a gimmick. Like Killer Croc is a giant alligator man. Yeah. Like, this is a shapeshifter. Like <laughs> or Calendar Man. Well, yeah, but, but, but I mean, Calendar Man clearly has a gimmick. Like everything yeah. he does is based around dates. Two Face, mm-hmm. everything's based around the number two. It's stuff like that. And the Riddler's but, annoying. But yeah, <laughs> and the Riddler's annoying. <laughs> uh, Black Mask is like his whole thing. I think is like he's a cult leader. At least that's what I remember from No Man's yeah, Land, which might is. be the only story I've ever read him in. And yeah. that kind of works here because again, it's like that's what he wants to be. Mm. You know, he has that rousing "Get him, boys!" You know, speech. Oh, I got yeah. I got problems and with that speech too. I oh you know, really? I love that speech, but I also love the way that they have Gotham in just this constant state of disrepair, where there's just these huge abandoned. Chemical uh, plants, yeah. amusement parks, piers. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's all creepy and all over the top and needless. Mm-hmm. But Amusement parks that are abandoned but still work. But same, still same, work. but mm-hmm. different. <laughs> it's Gotham. It's crazy. But, you know, yeah. Victor says, too, it's like I don't see him as being a mook because he's just, like, he's peak serial killer. Yeah. Like, this dude is Hannibal. Yeah. He's Hannibal Lecter, except instead of eating people, he puts a mark all over his skin. And he is covered. Yeah covered yes. in marks and, and the thing is like and them doubling up on villains they could have put victor's ass in a movie by himself because as we see in this movie he's intelligent yeah. he yeah. was running the show essentially yeah. 
You know, he even like he gave like a little nod to uh, well, a little blow of a kiss to Black Canary when he showed her in front of her like I run this. You, if you don't listen to me, you're actually dealing with me, not him. And she's just like, and when she realized that, she was like, oh, damn. It, it's also <laughs> it's it's not uncommon in the comics for um, a supervillain, like a lower tier supervillain, to be hired by a Black Mask. That happened in Under the Red true, Hood. True, true. So, but uh, Greg, you had another thing you wanted to talk about. So. It's a very much. It's, uh, this might be me, classic me, reading too much into things. Uh, but I had these like I've, when I was watching this movie, I started thinking of Lady Ghostbusters for some reason, and I couldn't really shake why. Speaking of Lady Ghostbusters, also a movie that has since been renamed to Ghostbusters: Colon Answer the yes. Call. Um, yeah. Fun coincidence that. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, I started realizing that there are these like slight little like anti-man little nods in Birds of Prey that I also found in. Um, lady ghostbusters which i was just like yep. come on man so like one of those things was something as, as subtle as not a single woman is killed in this movie but multiple men are oh i know it's one woman's killed that we see one and that's the wife of uh what's his face the, the other crime lord oh that's, that's right that's the oh, only yeah. one yeah there are countless other men the golden lions yes the golden lions yeah small things by the way head of the golden lions was the uh the guy from lost the guy from lost the guy from lost from the videotapes i was like, yes i was like good for you pal um <laughs> the other one was when i black mass was making that speech at the end he really enunciates and make sure that lets the audience know that it's only men that are fighting all the birds of prey men of gotham and i'm just like come on really like yeah i i thought that was fine. I, it's just these little things that kind of like i can see like this like it didn't this didn't ruin the movie for me but i can see no. the subtext <laughs> in it and i'm just you know like, what will ruin the movie for you none of those henchmen had guns what the fuck oh, the yeah. ones outside did the ones inside didn't yeah wow. which so, is ridiculous yeah so yeah there, there, there's certain things like that in the movie yeah but like when people ask oh is this like pushing an agenda it's not like it's not heavy-handed people like before they even saw the movie yeah. were seeing how it's pushing this is that it's not really there are some stuff like greg said in this movie like like how like montoya's character part of her story arc is that every yeah, man that in her professional life is always getting ahead yeah. of her and they don't really explain why they or like the, the the guy who got her position stole it from her uh her partner she works with she looks like an mm. underling like when they're at the, the the first crime scene she was making all the smart decisions he was trying to mansplain to her and overrule her and even another cop who was there she was giving orders to do something and then he looked at the guy uh her partner for approval to do something and and she goes did i start her go go do the thing and then her partner the guy was like yeah go go do it and then the other guy went off to go do detective work and stuff like that she went back to the thing and it's a whole bunch of like like cops in the bullpen and they're all like giving her a hard time for smelling like trash because she was chasing harley quinn and harley quinn threw a bag of trash at her. Really garbage. And, and, and yeah and then she goes into the meeting room and the boss who stole the job from her yeah. uh However, uh, drums are out. Yeah, d dumps her out. Like, like it makes all these like underhanded remarks mm. and stuff. Gives her case to her partner, the male cop. There's a whole bunch it, of like, like, like other stuff. I gotta, t I gotta be honest with you though. It's kind of how it works. With no, a lot that, of women that's in the that's workplace. fair too. But like, yeah, like it's just yeah. But we're not we're not saying it's 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 not right. true. Yeah. But 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 like the but like the the, like, the, the like some people will make the argument that this is like a, like a superhero like villain movie like well why do we need that stuff in here but then again it's like we need to put the message out representation right. we need to put things out that women like deal with all the time yeah. yeah yada yada because you know we need you know these these stories to be told like yes that's that, that's all yeah. true, i mean you but... also have to give montoya a reason to leave the police department yeah also i didn't really like the casting of montoya to oh i, I love it I, like i 
Yeah, I, I, I like I Rosie Perez. I love Rosie Perez. Yo, when, when she was chasing Harley Quinn, I'm like, how old is yeah. Rosie? Y'all get this, y'all are messed up Listen, for giving her. Hey. Y'all messed up for giving her a chase scene. That lady is not young. Listen, and you're gonna and it, it looks it look it looked bad. They, they, they use a lot of editing and camera stuff to make it look like a good chase yeah. scene. But you had Harley Quinn like jumping through stuff, hopping over yeah. stuff, and then you had like Montoya, <laughs> Rosie Perez, just like kind of hobbling through it. And like it was some smart, clever editing, some camera tricks but, to make it look like, like that chase scene was good. But I'm like, y'all are messed up like, for giving her a chase you, scene. At least put her in the car. At least. Have her in the car driving down an alley after her but on foot she's too yeah. old for that like come on let's yeah. be real it w- i would have like preferred i guess like um carla from scrubs yeah like, she would that would be good yes. she has that like no bullshit attitude like even in like a watered down pg show right and just imagine yeah. if she's in rated r and like i keep on thinking like eventually in the comics she's she gonna do the, the question so you have to have something that looks like menacing and badass and like Rosie Perez is not. She's like tiny. I would be scared of Rosie Perez <laughs> without a like if she didn't have a face. Are you <laughs> kidding me? If she didn't have a face, you'd be like a little more surprised. But like teeny tiny, I'm just gonna like kick a field goal with you or something. I don't know. Like like you yeah. gotta be like at least average to a maybe a taller frame. In my opinion, I want to get to uh, Cassandra Kane, everybody. Boo. Let's talk about how great that was. So, in this movie, uh, so speaking of people who want to make their own movie, like the director and the producer and the writer, who want to make their own movie, but they're using well known properties and character names and stuff like that. So, Cassandra Kane's movie, uh, everybody, is a foster kid who's a pickpocket, and that's it. Nothing <laughs> interesting whatsoever. Oh, but wait, in the comic, she has a crazy interesting mm-hmm. story. Yeah. On a she's crazy so, she's so good at martial arts. She never learned how to yeah. read. Yeah, she would freaking razzle her from the from the League of Shadows. Was like, mm, I'm trying to make some 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 master race ninjas and stuff. All right, how about I have my top guy go out into the world and find some bad chicks and mate with them and bring back a kid. So so the guy Kane goes out and he's like, Yo, I found these two sisters. Long story short, I killed one. I told the other one, Yo. I'll spare your life if you give me a kid. She's like, all right, bet, cool. They have a kid, boom, Cassandra Kane. I Kane. bet, cool. Like, boom, it's not cool, rape. Bet, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Jesus Christ, Sergio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to fast forward through this thing. It's oh terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. happens. Look it up later. Uh, so, so he raised so Cassandra Kane without talking. He's like, yo, I want you to read people's movements and stuff because that's more important than talking and stuff like that. She becomes really good at reading movements and reading body language, and it became and it became like like her her thing, right? Why she was really good as an assassin. She could predict somebody like flipping out a knife or a gun faster and somebody could actually do it themselves well, and she would so kill them before they, they say do it. they say in the comic that um fighting is her communication like she never yeah, learned yeah. how to talk and there's actually i remember the story where like i guess she had a wish or something and she wished to speak again and she actually became a shit mm. fighter because of it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah when it was she like actually a real learned monkey's to, because because like area. aids all the best for yeah. like that and but her like, mask was, was on her a... first big mission like like she went with her dad kane to to go like kill this guy she ripped out this guy's throat and she realized oh crap we're the yeah. bad guys and then she's like oh gotta get out of this so she got out of that and uh <laughs> it's it's such a tragic want... story she ran off and her dad was like no what the hell dude like i spent so much time on you you're supposed to be the perfect assassin now why are you doing... it... you're supposed to be the chosen one anakin you're supposed really, to destroy really everybody is, if you think about it from young justice uh a sports master artemis kind of situation if you really yeah yeah yes almost, yes, almost yes. exactly that i love yeah. that storyline in, 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 in the justice again like and in the um uh young justice yeah, too yeah. that was it was such a good thing especially when they thought like she was dead yeah, and stuff like that yeah. and like oh, oh I mean, it was so yeah. good but yeah because andrekin has such an interesting story especially when she te- teams up with the bat people yes. uh and he so. kicked batman's ass up and down the street if you yeah, want yeah yeah like she's a really good fighter and she's really she's deadly she she in this movie is arguably the better fighter and more skilled than else. but in this movie she is a pickpocket foster kid in that so thing. here's the thing too like i'm like like, wow, it's dude. Deadpool all over again from X-Men Origins Wolverine. 
but just oh, reversed, yeah. right? So, like, in in X-Men Origins Wolverine, they're like, oh, we got this character Deadpool. He's known for his mouth. He's known for talking. He's known for being wise ass. We're going to sew his mouth shut. With yeah. Cassandra Kane, they're like, oh, she's known for being silent. She's known for being a fart, essentially. Silent but deadly. That's what she does, right? That's what it, that's her whole thing. Badass costume. Think of, like, the uh, the Scarecrow's costume mashed together with Batman. It, like, that kind of thing. It stitches everywhere. Super terrifying. Amazing. What do they do? They make her never shut up. Yep. And yep. not a single, not really fight. She doesn't really fight. They all protect her. No. She's, she, they only, they just use the name. It's That's so, it. but like, why? Which is again, like, they, they want to make their own movie, but they're tied to this property. It's like, oh, you gotta use these characters. And it goes back to that unsubstantiated, un uh, fact checked rumor that they didn't want Harley Quinn to be outshined by anybody but else. Like, and Cassandra Kane would definitely outshine. I'm starting to really think there might be credence to that rumor, if not for the fact that Harley Quinn is, like, the most popular DC Comics character. Yeah. True. For women, yeah, but like she's outpaced Wonder Woman. It's outrageous. Well, like, again, it's it's yeah. because of that, like her tragic origin, and I think that resonates with a lot more women than than Mascara. Yeah, just saying. Yeah. Like, sure, like yeah, Wonder could... Woman's the the uh, not goal. I don't want to say that, but I want to say like the dream persona, right? Like powerful, doesn't take shit from anyone, has a lasso that can make anyone tell the truth, get to the bottom of Beats it. Beats people with a bat. But then you have Harley <laughs> Quinn, who is more relatable. And I think, like, if you if you even look at, like, Marvel characters, like, I think a lot of them now are more popular because the movies made them more relatable than Superman or Batman yeah. or any, any other guys. So, I think that's why Harley's outpacing Wonder Woman. But, like, yeah, Cassandra Kane is just, like, it could have been literally anyone else. The only thing they kept true from the comics is both characters are Asian. That's it. Yeah, that, that's, that's really all it is. And, and, it, and it makes you think, too, because I saw some interviews where they did ask uh, the actress who played her, like, oh, is there any uh, future with, with, with a cape and cowl? And she's just like, well, we, we don't know for now. It's, it's too early to say. And it's just no, like, that's a no. they, they, one, they didn't tell you anything. Two, you probably read, because she said she read who her character was. How disappointing must it be? Like, you read this is who your character is. And in the movie that's coming out with Margot Robbie, huge actor, Harley Quinn, you're just his foster kid pickpocket. That's all it is. You're, you you are a walking MacGuffin, right? You you yeah. are the thing that the characters care about that the audience doesn't care about. I, don't, I didn't care about Cassandra King's character in this. I didn't care that she's a pickpocket. She was there just to get the diamond moving. The diamond was a MacGuffin. She was also a MacGuffin yeah. in this. Just an item that the audience didn't care about. But they didn't care. I, I, it, it's so weird, dude. Like, like these people who make these movies, yeah. right? These people who write these stories. Like, like the writer of this movie also wrote Bumblebee. <laughs> Best parts of Bumblebee was not the writing. Um, <laughs> oh, and she's also writing Flashpoint, so get ready for that movie to oh, suck. Oh, god damn it. Uh, same writer as this one. Yeah. Yikes. Um, I, I wonder what goes through their mind. They're like, yo, okay, we have we have the Birds of Prey, we have Cassandra Kane, but how is that going to work with this story? I don't know, just make her a regular kid. Okay, done. She could have been anybody else, not named Cassandra Kane. They, they should have yeah. done that. They should have done that. Have it like a regular kid, just a regular kid in Gotham. If the story still works, the story still, still ties together, and later on you could bring in Cassandra Kane, who is a far more interesting – everybody has a far more interesting story than Harley mm-hmm. Quinn in this movie. Everybody does. Is, the, bar- is the Barbara Gordon Batgirl movie still in the pipeline? Because maybe that's why they didn't want to Batgirl up Cassandra Kane. because then, oh, we're already making a Batgirl movie. But oh, then, but we've but then introduced the, point the third remains. Batgirl and – 
Kitty Wampus, I also want a Catwoman. Exactly. All day, every day. I wanted the Gotham City but I, I think Sirens. The, I mean, that the question still remains. Why name her Cassandra? Well, why does she have to be someone in the comics? Why can't it just be like her own character? Why can't you make up like that's worked great for DC in the past? Make up a new character. And if they're popular enough, guess what? They're going to make their way into the comics and other media. Cough, cough, yeah. Harley Quinn. It's because people have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Just the fact alone that the Tyler's movie came about as a joke between the writer and the producer, Margot Robbie, and and then later on the ropes and the director, and the studio just didn't say no. They're like, okay, let's let's just go with it. It's like, so there wasn't really actual thought behind that. If there wasn't thought behind that, what else is there thought behind? Right. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it, it's it probably I, I don't, a lot I don't of think there wasn't any thought movie. behind the title. I think there was the wrong thought behind the title. Like I, I'm true. Oh, also, uh, for fun fact, there's only one high in this movie as opposed to two, like right. in the comics, because it was expensive. <laughs> they actually, hey, it's not even a real hyena. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's, it's still so expensive, expensive to animate and stuff. So, so, so the so the director uh, uh, was uh, what's her name? Catherine. Catherine. Kathy Yan. Yeah, yeah, Kathy Yeah, she was saying how they actually tried to use a real hyena, by the way. Um, again, because don't know what they're doing. Uh, and she found out that in an interview, she said she found out that uh, through a trainer and through like people who handle animals, that hyenas are even more unpredictable than like working with lions and tigers and stuff like that. They're more dangerous than lions and tigers. You can't sit near them. You can't. They can't really do commands. So they went an alternative route, doing CG. And then she found out she this was she said in the interview that it's really expensive yeah. to make a CG animal in a movie, so they can only afford one for budgetary reasons. That's why there's only one hyena as opposed to the two which harley does have but like so here's the thing behind that too you got you got to figure yeah i understand that it's it's expensive to create from scratch a digital hyena but you make one you have two you just duplicate them for free right it's only the animation process that is done at that point so i don't see why they couldn't just like maybe do clever cuts and make bruce seem like there was more than one bruce I wonder if that's just what they told Maybe. the director. <laughs> they're like, they're like, oh, it's expensive. They're just like, we don't want to do another one of this for this shit movie. Or, or, <laughs> even worse, or even worse, maybe they didn't realize there was supposed to be two until like an interviewer was like, why aren't there two? And they go, oh, uh, true, true. Do- Wait, but they did enough homework to have the stuffed beaver, which is fair. from the comics. It is that's from the fair. comics. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, but, but I wonder if it's because like, because uh, there's multiple people who work on a movie, and somebody probably put that in there because like, oh, we need to yeah, put yeah. this in there because like things like that happen all the time where someone will put something in the movie because someone else in production is like, oh, this needs to be yeah. in there. So maybe that's what happened. I don't with that. know. I, I I don't know. But this, this this is like this director's first huge like like blockbuster foray. She's made like smaller stuff, but this is like her first like like big break. And I don't think she did a bad job. Like like all things aside, I don't think she bad, did a bad job. But there are certain things where you saw that like you can tell someone's new to a job. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like for instance, uh, so the, the some of the reshoots had to do with the action. So uh, action is apparently a hard thing to do. Obviously, I mean movie make it's a hard thing to do. Hell, because if it wasn't that you know everybody do it but apparently action is really hard to do as a director so during the reshoots it turned out they were trying to do it all themselves with whoever they had uh working with the director was trying to do it and she figured out it was hard they had to call in backup so they called in the director of john wick god damn and yep yep so some of those scenes uh the really good fighting scenes you're thinking of your head those are by the stunt team because apparently the the director of john wick uh has a company of stuntmen it's like 87 something 15 Hmm. something like that um and it's just so uh situations like these where hey you want really good stunts you like the john wick style here we go use our company but but bias but use our services i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that the fight with all the inmates in the after the sprinklers go on that's him yeah. And probably the whole fight scene in the police evidence room. Yeah. Is that yeah. where she spikes the yeah. bat? 
is yeah that's, that's classic wick. come on yeah yeah, yeah. And, and also also the, the, like both of those scenes were really, really good and everything else was like like the, the fight scene at the end where they're on the carousel that was really lackluster but you can tell those were like really well done the way harley was yeah. moving the way they had her grapple the way they have like she moves around the guys. she moves like a gymnast yeah i was like okay this is harley's fight so the, the, the bad stuff was really interesting to to me it's it all still a choreographed it wasn't as good as like me i'm into to martial arts right, movies right. that's like my thing like dave has horror <laughs> movies uh i really love martial arts <laughs> movies. So, your, your bar is the raid yeah my, my bar Bar is the raid. There's a crazy bat scene in the raid two where you have a bat boy assassin, and I was like, "Yo, if they paid attention to other movies and maybe scout something out." I mean, the raid two has been out for a long time now, and if they had like maybe this stunt team doing it, like Harley, imagine like like just YouTube the raid two bat boy or bat stunt scene. It is incredible what you can do with a bat. Never seen anything like that until I saw that movie. I was like, "Well, I didn't know you could do uh, use a bat like that lethally." Holy crap! Yeah. They they tried to do it in Harley Quinn, but it looked very rehearsed, very choreographed, and a good movie. <laughs> when you watch it, you're not supposed to see that it's choreographed. Like when you watch John Wick, we watch the first John Wick, you're like holy shit, that's really cool. Watch the second John Wick, holy crap. The third one, yeah, kind of you can see some of the rehearsing in there because you know it's kind of you're kind of mm-hmm. used to it. But really good movies like like Itman stuff like that, you're like holy crap it's not supposed to look choreographed especially when you watch corridor crew on youtube when they have actual stunt guys who break down certain scenes they tell you what to look for like uh the reason why the throne room scene in the last jedi doesn't look that great to certain people i mean i didn't know why but it's because here's the thing when actors don't make their mark in a fight scene and it happened a lot in the end of harley quinn where they're in the carousel in the front house uh, when actors don't hit their mark, a stuntman will kind of do... Uh, there's a terminology for when stuntmen kind of do something in the air. They, they do physical mm-hmm. filler until it's time for the actor to hit them or do an action. And you see that... I watched the movie twice. It's called Ray Parking It. <laughs> the, the Ray Park It. The but apparently Park it happened a lot in this movie because uh, in a lot of the interviews, the actor actresses did a lot of their own stunts. And I was like, hmm, that's not a good thing. <laughs> but they were so excited. Like, Mark Rob was like, yeah, we did a lot of like our own stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of mm. showed with their found on my face. Um, sometimes it looked good, like when she was doing some of the John Wick stuff, sometimes not so good. Like the end fight scene where uh, they're on that moving carousel kind of thing. Yeah. And apparently they, they did uh, that scene over a couple of days because it was just so involved. There was so much going on. There was Especially so for a new director. And, yeah. yeah, for a new director. And, and they wanted like all the actresses to be in camera doing it. Um, and apparently they kept rehearsing and doing it. But like, not everybody's cut out for that kind of stuff. And it looked like they did it themselves. Eee. Much to my chagrin. But my whole point is is, uh, is is that some of the fight scenes were good because you had, like, the John Wick crew. You had the director and his stunt crew doing mm. it. Like, I was like, that's pretty badass. Because, like, I liked I liked the bat scene. Um, I liked where <laughs> she's in the evidence yep. room and they shoot up this pile of cocaine. And she just, I'm like, that's such a Deadpool yeah, moment. 100%. That's <laughs> literally 100%. a Deadpool yeah. moment. Just <laughs> inhales the cocaine and she's like, mm. Yeah, this, this movie is definitely <laughs> an amalgamation of a, of a bunch of Marvel movies for sure. Bunch of but, movies. like... But Margarita claims that they wrote all of it and did all I mean, of it. I mean, she can claim that all she wants. Any of the evidence movies. is there. Dude, she's strong. She's like, we wrote all this before Deadpool came out. Dead, before Bullshit. Deadpool 1? I'm like, okay. No. Dude, no bullshit. way. Yeah. Watch her interview. She she strong heartedly says, we wrote all this. We had this all planned out before Deadpool came out, before any of that. Other stuff no. That can't be true. We had this idea, and that's what we did. Didn't Deadpool come out like five years ago? All right, all right, no. 2016, but assuming it was made and written. Yeah. It would have been at least 2014, 2015. I mean, apparently she says they had the idea before. No. I mean, Suicide Squad would have been would have been made a, a, pretty much around the same time. I mean, it came out six months later. 
than Deadpool. But to have a Harley Quinn solo movie already written, I don't know. I'm skeptical. The same tones. Now, now, do, do, now, do you guys want? Do you guys want? A, can, can see people are saying like, uh, like Margot Robbie is now. Uh, she's bleeding into working on the next Suicide Squad movie. That's what she's actually filming now. Uh, but would you guys want a continuation of another nope. Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie? No. You, you, you don't want nope. to see these characters again? Black, Black Canary. I, I, w- I would love to see a Black Canary movie. I want, I want Birds of Prey 2 where it's Oracle is like it, she just they should it should have been the post credits of this yeah. movie where you know they have the little thing with Montoya and Huntress and Black Canary and they have their outfits and Huntress has like the Russian mafia tracksuit version of her comic book costume which I have mixed feelings about but whatever they should just have like the oracle symbol like show up on Montoya's phone like call her and just be like it's like listen you guys have the funding but now you know you need organization and then it just ends so then you set it what up. Is it for, an Avengers oh stinger? <laughs> is yeah, why not? I mean, there's a, there's technically a stinger at the end of this it's movie, not really but I don't think you guys stayed to hear it. Yeah, it's not really. It's it's like it's like a, a Ferris Bueller's thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, but no, or, Oracle is an integral part of Birds yeah. of Prey. It's ridiculous that they've made a Birds of Prey movie without her. And if they do a sequel, she has. I, to I be think in though, it. honestly, oh. if mm-hmm. Oracle, you, you can't. I don't think you can have Oracle and Harley in the same movie without it seeming like a little too depressing. It depends how you play. And it. also the, f- uh, I can see, I can see it depends how you play it. Like, cause like Oracle's only in that chair cause of Joker. Right. And like, ideally in, yeah, so how in, would in they... this, like, hmm. I guess this continuity Harley would have probably helped them. Possible. So like I don't know that could be I mean it would make a great character dynamic I think a little too deep for what this movie is trying to do I mean if it means if it means anything just like real life the Harley Quinn didn't exist when the Killing Joke came out so yeah but like I feel like t- it could have just been before she was his henchman. I feel girl. like timeline wise in the DCEU that wouldn't line up I feel yeah, like, I don't know like I, I just feel like there's hey look at it, it you know we don't know if Harley helped kill Jason that's true we don't in this we in this reality that's true. That's true. or if the Joker is Jason I, I still think <laughs> that, I guess. damn it <laughs> and that's the thing DC needs to get his act together because while Marvel is just mm, just mm, just lapping everything up DC's like we don't know what we're doing we don't we don't we have a Batman but he's not yeah. in this movie we don't have a Joker but we kind of do uh, we have another alternate Joker which doesn't match yeah. up with this one but we have this Harley Quinn movie it's like so what does this movie do for the DC expanded universe for the DC Nothing. cinematic it pretends like it's still a thing and it's not the same thing that Wonder Woman 84 is going to do it's going to pretend the DCEU is still a thing and it's not we'll see I, what I, was, I don't know they could distance themselves fully what I was that. really hope, I knew this wasn't going to happen but I was really hoping that they would just like lean into the crisis that went on in DCCW and just revamp everything and just be like alright now it's his own thing they, they should they absolutely because it's part should. of DCEU I mean, continuity that's confirmed like yeah, because you have uh, you have like I mean like yeah. Ezra Miller's Flash shows up yeah. in that thing, you know. So it's like uh, okay, so we're doing this, so we ties into the movies. Uh, they need they need a clear vision over at DC because or what they're uh, gonna do is use Flashpoint as a way to wipe the slate clean. I I hope so, but it's gonna be a hard sell too because uh, uh I, I don't know because you got this same writer working on this one's working on Flashpoint. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna imagine that the Flash should show us up not not in his regular costume, just like a fun streetwear <laughs> costume, a tracksuit. It just attracts you. A gold. He's like, I'm, he's a, like, I'm a the Flash. I'm in mean, like hip, cool, like like streetwear. <laughs> it's I don't know. 
Because that's it's just a, it's just a he's character. a walking advertisement for Nike, but instead of the check, it's a lightning bolt. <laughs> Pretty much, Damn, Pretty much here, because you have you have Huntress who wasn't badass; she was really awkward. You had uh, Montoya who was just like this. They, they lean into she's like, oh, Nadie's come out of a bad movie. They even yeah, see yeah. inside of the movie. I love that. <laughs> they're like, like damn she always model like this like a bad 80s cop they're like yeah that's it's kind of her thing you got cassandra can who's not cassandra can there's nothing there. character that's a yeah. lost cause you've got even a Black even, even gail power gail simone the writer one of the premier writers of the birds of prey comic book is like i really enjoyed this movie but i gotta be honest with you like they dropped the ball with cassandra kane and i have no idea why they named the character the yeah. character whoa wait she, she said that yeah and what, what's her title uh well, she wrote she wrote Birds of Prey for like five six years. Sure, sure. Wow, yeah, a while she, too, right? I feel like uh, she did one. I don't I think she wrote she Nightwing. She wrote Nightwing in the in Birds of like, Prey. I like he was did. there. Yeah, was because a, like well, wasn't wasn't like he a lumberjack for for Huntress uh, at a certain point? No, Nightwing they, was always well, uh, Bats. was Batgirl. Yeah, it was always mm-hmm. Oracle. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but she's also written Wonder Woman. She's written uh, uh, Secret Six, which is like the modern adaptation of most Suicide Squad Villains stuff. United. Um, Villain, yeah, yeah. So she's. I mean, listen, she's been writing comics for like twenty something years now, uh, and she's yeah. great. Um, but you know, she's also like the the foremost authority on the mm-hmm. Birds of Prey, and the fact that she's like, I really enjoyed this movie. I understand that there's you know, uh, you know, changes that need to be made, but like the Cassandra Kane thing is just. Like completely it, ridiculous. It, it's terrible when you have to make excuses like that because, because like, like when you work in a certain industry, you have to keep your job and you have to like play ball. And that sounds like she's playing ball. I'm just yeah. calling it for what it is. It's like I like this movie, but uh, you guys can't drop the ball. But good job. It's like you're, you're you're playing ball. You can't really say what you want to say, which trash. She, but you can't say that because she's part of the industry. She's just a no, job. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't think, know. I don't think that's the she she she. There, there, there's been a recent. There's actually been a recent thing with Harley Quinn in the comics um, that they kind of. The latest issue of the Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy comic kind of ended their relationship. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, but there's a, there's a, basically a moment in it where it's like we're never going to see each other again. And Poison Ivy gives her a kiss on the forehead, and it's everybody's like, okay, a poison yeah. kiss, a yeah. kiss no, foul. no, like a like a kiss that's not on the lips because they're a couple. Oh, oh. they're saying that they kind of like reeled it back mm. because now Harley Quinn is kind of sort of dating Booster Gold, which I mean. Yeah, Greg, you're missing That's a it. lot. I'm here. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> I was, like, I'm out of here. I was saving that for later. Um, <laughs> no, but but you know, also in, with the Harley Quinn cartoon, it's like there's not really a an like an attraction or a relationship between her and Poison Ivy, and a lot of people are kind of up in arms about it because it's like we don't want to see Harley involved with dudes. Like her relationship with Poison Ivy is what we fucking live for. Well, of course, I'm going to do in the cartoon because, like, children watch that. And, like, you'll have, like, like, like mother's groups. Come on. You have very yeah. vocal yeah. mother's groups who always, like, chime up for stuff like that. So they're, they're not they're not going to put that in but the cartoon. But you know what? It's, it's, 20, it's, it's, it's kind 2020. Of, it's open arms t- about that. It's like, open arms about a cartoon. Like, I get it, I'm passionate about things, too. But you're yeah. it's targeted towards a certain audience, and it's not you. So people to be open arms about that. It's like, hey, yeah. go back to, hey, we don't want to see what dudes Anyway, but, but just, to, just to swing it back around, I mean, Gail writes for DC Comics she writes for Marvel Comics and she's just like I really don't agree with the direction that just happened in this comic that came out this week so she's not afraid to you know call it as she sees it oh okay she's also like I don't think like she's gonna get like blacklisted from the industry she's been in it for so long so she can say pretty much whatever she wants yeah well, no, like, not, not get blacklisted but you, you still there's a point where you still have to like play a ball if you're in a certain industry you know 
it's it's not like it's not like she's an actor. She's not like an actor in Star Wars being like, oh yeah, the movie's good. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like there there are plenty of uh, creators out there, like writers, artists, and everything that can pretty much say whatever they want. They're still gonna get work. Like you know, in yeah. terms of like critiquing other other films or other pieces, like Gail Simone, Jim Lee, Brian Michael Bendis, like even like fucking like yeah. obviously like um, what are some of the older? Is Frank Miller even still alive? I was gonna say Frank, Frank yeah. Miller, but I was unsure. Yeah, Frank Miller, he absolutely can say whatever the fuck he wants, no matter what, and the, he will still get hired to make some crazy ass fucking like Batman fighting like the war in Iraq, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Holy terror, oh wow! Holy shit. <laughs> what? That, the, the, like, DC real for another yeah, time. For oh, another. Okay. <laughs> there, there is there there is one point I wanted to bring up that I wanted to get your guys' take on real quick, and it's is this movie a flop? Right. Everybody on the news is saying it is, but if you look at you know just the numbers, right? Ford v Ferrari. Well, hold on. Ford versus Ferrari, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. An Oscar yeah. contender. A, a, a beloved darling of a film with Christian Bale and Matt yeah. Damon. It cost the same amount of mm-hmm. money to make, and in the opening weekend, it made about the same amount of money. But everybody was like, "Oh, Ford versus Ferrari races in the first place," and it's like. So, are you talking financially? Is it a flop, or is it like? Well, like, cri- well, critically, this we... movie isn't a flop. Like, I think the consensus on it is mostly positive. Um, people are saying Birds of Prey is a financial flop. But it's kind of a double standard, which I think is a little fucked up. What do you mean? Well, like I just said, if you look at the numbers mm-hmm. between Ford versus Ferrari and Birds of Prey, similar budgets, similar box office opening weekend, you know? But the media puts Ford versus Ferrari as like races in the first place. Like, Birds of Prey is still the number one movie this weekend, but why do they consider it a flop? Like, that's that's what I'm saying. So I'll put it to you this way. It's not making monetarily... They're making monetarily the same thing, right? Right. I'm sorry, which one is nominated for an Oscar? Or was nominated for an Oscar? True. I guess. And I don't think there's anything to do with the double standard. I think that there's a a quality to... And I haven't seen uh, Ford versus Ferrari. I have no plan on seeing it, unless it's like a Nat movie. But with the fact that there is an Oscar nominated, this this could be, you know, media blinding me or whatever... I feel like there's a higher quality movie with Ford versus Ferrari than there is with Fantabulous. You think just because of the way that it's poised? I I think that is also the fact that it was nominated. Like I think that. Yeah, but you wouldn't know that. But you wouldn't know that from opening weekend. Headlines. Sure, but I think it's also more star That's power. The, 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 the part of the opening weekend like, like thing is like for uh, me Ferrari and this one is kind of you kind of can't compare them because this is essentially a superhero blockbuster movie and they always project these things with shareholders. Um, and, and stockholders and shit like that and they projected a, a bigger number than they actually made because these things should make gangbusters I mean they do the same thing with all the Marvel yeah. movies and other DC movies like Aquaman and stuff like that like with their shareholders and stuff they have meetings where they're like oh it's gonna make this one like Rutu saying in chat they expected 40 to 60 million grand opening because these things are big properties like Ford versus, versus Ferrari like they're car companies they're not like a superhero blockbuster like this will make money franchise so, like sh- sure like the, the, like the, the cars make money but you can't compare it because like like these, like this, is based off a, a DC property that's made money through other means, through cartoons, through animated movies, through merchandising stuff like it's that. Like so they're like, all right, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So, so well, no, that's what I'm saying. You can't really like compare it to Ford vs Ferrari because like this has was projected to be bigger because of its money making power. It's, it's proven to make money through other means, like Ford vs Ferrari. The cars made money back in the day and and now, but that doesn't compare because they don't have other right. merchandising like like comic books and animated shows and stuff like that. They got Hot Wheels. Uh, they might have Hot Wheels. Yeah, but like they don't have. 
have other things that will prove to a shareholder it will get you gangbusters if you invest in this movie. You know, like this movie does because of all the other stuff it has on. That's why they projected a bigger number. And when it didn't make the number, they're like, wait, wait. they're like, wait a minute. But this has like all this has like Margot Robbie and Harley Quinn. People like Harley Quinn. Why is it? Why is it so low? I think it's because like people didn't come out for this movie. Now they they, they try to say there's a lot of other speculation that you know uh, you know this movie didn't make a lot of money because men didn't support it, even though 54 to 55 percent of the audience that went out for this movie were men um so it's women that really didn't come out for this movie and i think it's because like people weren't interested i mean people who i talked to were like i'm not like birds of prey first off let's go back to not naming it harley quinn birds of prey they're like birds of prey what, what's that the harley quinn movie oh margot robbie oh yeah i know that name i know harley quinn but you say birds of prey they, they, they have no idea and no no, no. well uh, so i don't i don't think that's as big of a factor as and also they had terrible yeah, marketing. Sure, yeah. Like, but they like had terrible marketing. Well, it was really bad. They had a bad trailer, bad. And the title. movie came out in February. Well I mean, yeah, there's there's that too, but it's like it, it just it's just not an interesting well, enough. Also, enough Deadpool came out in February. For people to go the see. The first Deadpool movie. So let, let me let yeah. me put it to you this way. Guardians of the Galaxy. Hit or miss. The first movie. Hit. Hit. Would you I Hit. would you say they are a more or lesser known crew? than any, all the characters or any of the characters in this movie. Yes, absolutely. So they they probably made a lot of money off that movie. Why didn't yeah. this? It's a, it's a weird name of a movie. All people really know is it's a Marvel movie. It's lesser known characters that have no real pre-established continuity in the MCU. I really think that that Marvel movie just goes a long it, I way. Think, I think it's <laughs> that's like that's like it's like oh it's a Marvel movie. Here's five hundred million dollars. I, I honestly think that it's the quality of the movie that carried them. Dude, we'll look at and, we'll look at we'll look at how Morbius does in a couple of that, months. That right there is exactly what, what I was going to say. It's the quality of the movie. It's how, it's how they they marketed the movie, right? Like people DC people see DC not as good as Marvel. People well, DC has a bad reputation now. It's basically that this movie looks people if people don't know anything, it looks like Suicide Squad. Whereas people didn't right. really you know were, were people weren't too jazzed on Suicide Squad. So a lot you mean of people, Academy Award winning Suicide Academy Squad. Award winning <laughs> EGOT somehow winning Suicide Squad. <laughs> people weren't too jazzed about the movie, and that. Kind of left a bad taste yeah. in a lot of people's mouths. People are like, yeah. "This kind of looks like a Suicide Squad." So people thought this was Suicide Squad too. I can see that. I can see but that. But they named it. Something I'm going to start calling it that because it, they kind of have the same yeah. aesthetic and all those stuff. So people were just like, "Nah, I, I'm good, dude." But they had the Marvel name when you see Guards of the Galaxy. Oh, I don't know that name. A lot of people right. didn't. A lot of people but didn't like know. Like, like Chris Pratt, like wasn't really no, a household wasn't. name. Like I, I watched yeah. Parks and Rec. A lot of people did. But they're like, oh, this guy in this role. I don't know any of these other characters. I don't know what a Guardians of the Galaxy is, but Marvel, like Casey said. And That's also, it. they advertised it so much better. So, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy looked like a fun party. That, Here, that, that, that first trailer Amazing. hooked you in immediately, yeah. no matter who yeah. you were. Exactly. And I think that's what I honestly think that's what Margot Robbie thought that she had on her hands with this. She was like, we'll give it a wacky title. I'm already in there. I've already been in like a a movie or two in DC, like establishing myself as Harley Quinn. We're good. And they weren't. Mm -hmm. I think she overestimated how popular uh, her portrayal of Harley is. Sure. Great cosplay opportunities. Right. But like outside of that, I think, I think the numbers speak for themselves. And it's and it's crazy. It's just it's just like a bunch of things that came together in this perfect gumbo, yeah. if you will, a little stew. Just to baby, you got a stew not, going. Baby, we got a stew going, and and it sucks too because like when you see interviews of the cast and especially Margot, who's a producer on this, like she really wanted yeah. this to be a hit, and they worked really hard on it. Yes, they did, but like it, it was an okay movie. It, it wasn't bad. I would not it's say not it was my a least bad favorite movie. DC movie. I exactly. would definitely watch this again before watching fucking Aquaman again. Yes, I agree with that. 
I I don't know. I I don't know. If if Aquaman was if I if I edited Aquaman down shorter, I I, I would watch it again because Aquaman is too much fucking movie. Aquaman was way too much, but I know Jason Mom is like, yo, I'll never get this opportunity. I gotta throw everything in here. (laughs) He's like, I gotta throw everything here, boy. They're not giving me this kind of money again. (laughs) They're not giving me. He's like, unless I do Fast and Furious again, boy, they're not giving me this kind of money, this kind of power. No way. Ching. Yeah. He's like, we're gonna throw in. We're gonna throw in Black Manta. We're gonna throw in King Orm. We're gonna throw in there. <laughs> we're going yeah. everywhere boy <laughs> too much yeah that's why and then and shazam i like shazam 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 is my favorite i like shazam yeah. a lot. shazam and wonder woman for me are top tier yeah and and they're not even talking to zachary levi about yeah, another shazam bullshit. they're not even talking about doing another shazam they're it's insane crazy whoever's working at dc is insane the, you don't know what you're doing you need somebody better but hire some better people dude because like you guys aren't doing look it. they all they have to do is they make the black adam movie and then they make shazam too yeah yeah do you, see how, do you see how, like, in the... We were talking about this offline, how in the marketing and stuff for Black for the Black Adam movie, The Rock was, like, posting all oh this God. stuff that was, like, positive. Like, talking about how he was, like, a, like a, a role model. He's, like a, a, like, a, like, a, like, a paramount for his people or something like that. It's, like... It's he not, obviously knows so, nothing about the character. He knows something about it, and somebody fed him a bunch of stuff. Because he was talking about Black Adam, like, he was this great guy, this pillar of his, like, people and stuff like that. I was like, he, what? Well, he, he is, but he's also a fucking a murderer. Yeah, like he'll just murder a country worth yeah. of people. Yeah, is he a genocidal maniac? He's, he's, <laughs> yeah, kind of. He's, he's, he's like Doctor Doom. He's he's like he's yeah. DC's Doctor Doom essentially in terms of not the way what the Rock was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so here's he, Casey, you you just literally pitched the Mummy franchise. You were just like, all right, that's what they need to do. They need to make a first movie, right? Then they need to give him his and own they movie. Team up, and then no! they gotta bring him back. He literally no! just pitched what The Rock's beginning of his movie career was. Motherfucking oh. Imhotep and the Scorpion King. <laughs> so, guys, when people ask you uh, if they should no. see this movie, like, are you going to tell them like a uh, full price matinee or wait till it comes wait, out? Wait, it comes out on digital. I think it's worth I'm, seeing. Uh, if you if you must see it in theaters, Cheapo Tuesday. It's a nice looking movie. It's, it's visually very nice. Very nice I will looking movie. The, the cinematographer does do good work, and this I, I once I would say production wise, like it's it's a beautiful movie to look at. Like it's it's almost like art housey. That's at, that's at reason enough to see it in a theater. I don't know. Yeah, if it looks that good, that's if, a good if you have to nothing else to do, and you've beat all your games, you've read all your books, you've done everything, you just need to go to the movies. Sure, go see it on Cheapo Tuesday. But like, I think you can honestly wait. Honestly, it's not like I mean, none of these DC movies have that sort of real continuity punch yeah. to them where you've got to yeah. see them all. Um, so if you're not, you know, hot on Harley Quinn, you could conceivably skip this and not feel like you've missed right. something. But I think it's a nice looking movie. I think it's a lot of fun. And, it, you know, down the road, who knows? It may be something you have on in the background when you're doing Photoshop <laughs> stuff. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah, because the, the cinematographer also worked on Black Swan, another sure. beautifully shot uh, woman yeah. movie, and and a Star is Born, the the cinematographer, and Requiem for a Dream, another but, great, uh, yeah, strong, a big, a big Aronofsky guy, I guess. <laughs> so they got, so they got all these great production. We got people. the Aronofsky B team, dude. So so you, you got the cinematographer people. You you've, you've got you got the fight coordinators. You got great actors. Soundtrack's you, a banger. Soundtrack, soundtrack good, is yeah. really good, and and a, a, a couple times it it was it was a bit much because like I'm a guy who sometimes I just want an orchestra, I just want like a strong score 
to come in and fill this movie up with stuff. I mean, hell, like the, the, the Batman, the preview of the Batman, the Matt Reeves movie, you have uh, Michael Giancano, like you have a, a snippet of his score for this short little sneak peek, yeah. and I loved it. I, it I was think, great. It wasn't yeah. some, it wasn't some punk rock thing. It wasn't some, eh, it wasn't some. We have to sell a soundtrack, put this song right here, kind of thing. It was a musical score, and sometimes I wanted that in this movie, and they just. I, I don't give think it that was like even when the, even at the beginning of the movie where she's driving the truck into the Acme factory. It was like it was some song. I'm just like they're selling a soundtrack. It's like why can't it be this like bombastic moment that means something? But it was just like this like song about a thing, and it mm-hmm. t- and it to me stuff like that takes away from the movie because I'm focusing on the song. See, I don't think or- orchestral will work in this movie with the style that it is. It just doesn't work. I I agree that there are moments like I mean, wait. The egg sandwich oh, scene. Gosh. Yeah, okay. That would have yeah, been hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You could have just slapped it. That would have been really funny. <laughs> and that was beautifully shot. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, they have everything there, but, like, oh, man. An Oscar-winning the- performance of the death of an egg sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, like, that I- scene was so great. Fun fact, Margot Robbie is actually allergic to chicken egg whites. So, for she had to eat a lot of egg sandwiches in movies, so they were actually duck hmm. eggs. Interesting. Fun fact. That's a, that is a fun fact. It's a fun little fact. It doesn't mean anything like this movie. <laughs> and with that, that is all the time we have for today's episode, guys. You heard it here. If you want to see this movie, see it matinee or wait for it on digital. I agree. But, guys, thank you for tuning in live on Twitch.tv slash Funky, tuning in to hey. Greg Streams. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening everywhere. You can find a podcast on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and uh, all of your other apps, guys. Thank you for tuning in each and every week. We do this for fun. We do this for you, and we'll see you later, or we'll see you another time. Mm-hmm.